Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. Last week, we began looking at Dr. Willard F. Harley's work as published in his signature book, His Needs, Her Needs, Building an Affair-Proof Marriage. Over the years as a counselor specializing in marital relationships, Dr. Harley has asked the following question. What could your spouse do for you that would make you the happiest? He's then taken the answers and classified most of the responses into ten emotional needs. Admiration, affection, conversation, domestic support, family commitment, financial support, honesty and openness, physical attractiveness, recreational companionship, and sexual fulfillment. To make your marriage affair-proof, you need to know each other's basic needs and how to meet them. To help us discover our emotional needs and their relative importance, Dr. Harley has created an Emotional Needs Questionnaire. To get yourself a copy, go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, and on the home page there is a PDF that you can download. We also need to understand how these needs become so powerful and all-consuming. Remember, needs keep score with relentless precision. To help understand this, Dr. Harley invented a concept he calls the love bank. It is his belief that each of us has a love bank. It contains many different accounts, one for each person we know. Each person makes either deposits or withdrawals whenever we interact with him or her. Pleasurable interactions cause deposits, and painful interactions cause withdrawals. Remember, there are no neutral interactions with people. In my love bank system, every deposit or withdrawal is worth a certain number of love units. If I meet a friend, we'll call him Jim, and the encounter leaves me feeling comfortable, one or two love units will be deposited in his account in my love bank. If the interchange makes me feel good, Jim's deposit in my bank may be five love units. Very good gets up to ten. But if he makes me feel exceptionally good, the sky's the limit. Twenty or more can be deposited during one encounter. Suppose, however, that I find myself feeling uncomfortable when I am with someone. We'll call her Jane. One or two love units are withdrawn from Jane's account. If she makes me feel bad, five units may be withdrawn. Very bad warrants a ten-unit withdrawal. If I consider my encounter with Jane among the worst experiences of my life, it may cost her a twenty-unit withdrawal or more. As life goes on, the accounts in my love bank fluctuate. Some of my acquaintances build sizable deposits. Others remain in the black but have small balances, perhaps because of fewer interactions with me. A third group builds up still smaller balances because my experiences with them are mixed, sometimes pleasant, sometimes painful. For these people, deposits almost equal withdrawals. Other people go into the red with me. That means they cause me more pain than pleasure. 
I never feel good when I think of them, and I do not want to see them or be with them. In short, their accounts in my love bank are overdrawn. Now, obviously, the love bank is not intended to be a mathematically accurate concept. It is simply designed to underscore the fact that we affect each other emotionally with almost every encounter. The accumulation of positive and negative experiences determines our emotional reaction to those we know. We're not usually actively aware of this. Nevertheless, the love units keep coming in or going out. Two love banks constantly operate in marriage, his and hers. Interestingly enough, after you're married, you don't accumulate points at the same rate you did before marriage. This is mainly because you share a much wider variety of experiences than you did while dating. Now you are together when you feel good and when you feel bad. Credits and debits in your love bank accounts are being posted in accordance with the ups and downs of life. Well, I think you have the general idea about the love bank concept, so I'm not going to go into it deeper right now, but I will refer back to it from time to time. Now let's go back for a minute to one of Dr. Harley's basic tenets, that if any of a spouse's five basic emotional needs goes unmet, that spouse becomes vulnerable to the temptation of an affair. By examining each of these areas of need separately, spouses can learn how to take care of each other in ways that will make their marriage resistant to affairs. More important, their marriage can become far more exciting and fulfilling and with more trust than ever before. As we mentioned earlier, Dr. Harley has identified and named 10 emotional needs of men and women. While all 10 are shared by both sexes, five tend to be rated by women as most important, and the other five are rated by men as most important. This disparity between men and women in regard to the priority of these 10 needs makes it difficult for the two sexes to empathize with each other. Why, each asks the other, are these five things so important to you? None of them strikes me as so vital that I couldn't get along without them for at least a while. What's the matter with you? Well, because of this lack of mutual understanding, the couple unknowingly works at cross-purposes, each trying to fulfill the needs he or she feels, not the needs the mate feels. So, wives may easily shower their husbands with affection because they appreciate it and want it so much themselves. Conversely, husbands smother their wives with sexual advances because sex is one of their most pressing needs. Each becomes confused when at best, the mate responds with mild pleasure and at worst, becomes annoyed, irritated, or frigid. This sort of behavior, in which one spouse gives the other something he or she doesn't need that badly, becomes self-defeating and destructive. Because the priorities of men's needs are so different from the priorities of women's needs, each partner must take the time to discover and recognize the other's most important needs, those with the highest priority. Amazingly, many people think they can do this simply through intuition. Dr. Harley's position is that it can happen only as a result 
of clear communication and effective training, which screams to me mutual understanding. The husband and wife who commit themselves to meet each other's most important needs will lay a foundation for lifelong happiness in a marriage relationship that is deeper and more satisfying than they ever dreamed possible. Once again, the ten most important emotional needs that Dr. Harley identified are affection, sexual fulfillment, intimate conversation, recreational companionship, honesty and openness, physical attractiveness, financial support, domestic support, family commitment, and admiration. Over the next several broadcasts, we're going to look in detail at each one of them. And once again, if you'd like a copy of Dr. Harley's Emotional Needs Questionnaire, just go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, and download a PDF copy from the home page. Knowing the five most important of these needs for you and your spouse is vital. You don't want to guess. Well, that being said, let's look at what Dr. Harley found was a woman's greatest emotional need, the first thing that she can't do without. That is affection. Dr. Harley defines affection as the non-sexual expression of care through words, cards, gifts, hugs, kisses, and courtesies, creating an environment that clearly and repeatedly expresses care. Now, to most women, affection symbolizes security, protection, comfort, and approval, vitally important commodities in their eyes. When a husband shows his wife affection, he sends the following messages. I care about you. You are important to me, and I don't want anything to happen to you. I'm concerned about the problems you face, and I'll try to help you overcome them. A hug can say any and all of these, and men need to understand how strongly women need these affirmations. For the typical wife, there can hardly be enough of them. Dr. Harley says that hugging is a skill most men need to develop to show their wife affection. It is also a simple but effective way to build their account in their wife's love bank. Think about it. Most women love to hug. They hug each other. They hug children, animals, relatives, even stuffed animals. I'm certainly not saying they will throw themselves into the arms of just anyone. They can get quite inhibited about hugging if they think it could be misinterpreted in a sexual way. But the rest of the time, across most countries and cultures, women hug and like to be hugged. Now, obviously, a man can display affection in other ways that can be equally important to a woman. A greeting card or a note expressing love and care can simply but effectively communicate the same emotions. And don't forget that all-time favorite, a bouquet of flowers. Women almost universally love to receive flowers. For most women, flowers send a powerful message of love and concern. Well, our time is gone for today. I invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website, 
mutualunderstanding.net, click on the Mum Live tab and view the recorded teachings. Be safe and have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.